pastor in his newspaper with Dr. Castro, a podcast helping you read the news with the Bible in your hand. I am Dr. Castro. What a wonderful uh, opportunity to be able to talk to you today about what's going on in the world. I want to help you read the news, read the things going on in our world with a Christian perspective. I kind of now discovered a goal uh, for this podcast. Not sure when this will ever happen, if it will ever happen, but uh, uh, famous podcaster now, uh, Dr. Albert Moeller, who's the president of Southern Seminary, was mentioned about a week or so ago in a White House briefing. His podcast was mentioned in a White House briefing. That is now my goal. My goal is that at some point, someone, when they, uh, when the press secretary does his or her press conference, her, uh, his or her weekly, uh, weekly press, uh, press um, briefing with, uh, with a lot of different reporters that a person asking a question would mention this podcast or the, and then the reporter would, or the uh, press secretary would have to respond uh, to what is being talked about on this podcast. What a great goal that would be. So, uh, so let's keep, uh, plotting along to move that potential goal as we look at things going on in our world, the news with the Bible in our hands. Uh, first off, before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, went and played golf uh, with some friends here that I work with, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, not a greatest golfer in the world. I can hit my irons fairly well, but not a very good putter, and I'm not very good around the green. Uh, but I had a lot of fun, and uh, I kind of got that that itch, that little bug uh, to play golf. The problem is when you're playing with a team, they tend to, you know, your teammates tend to help you in some some ways with their ball and their swings and their strokes, what they're good at. But when you ha- when you're on your own. The things that you're not good on are amplified. So uh, we'll see uh, uh, if I get another opportunity to go out and play play some golf. Um, and definitely the summer is here. The warm weather is here here in Memphis. It was very warm yesterday, but uh, and thankfully I have a pool. I didn't swim yesterday, but I do have a place I can go jump in the pool and, and kind of refresh from the heat. Um, Grizzlies and Warriors, game six tonight. Uh, that's going to be happening. A lot of people here in Memphis will be tuning their eyes uh, to, I don't know, ESPN, TNT, STNT uh, tonight to watch that game. Uh, the Grizzlies are down 3-2, and so the Warriors are going to try to finish off the Grizzlies tonight so they don't have to come all the way back to Memphis for game seven. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something which I am not an expert on uh, and so not as comfortable talking about uh, the the market and the economy. Uh, I'm more comfortable talking about uh, more foreign affairs and, and different relationships with different countries, which gets into economic things. But this is getting to a little more technical things. And uh, we're definitely talking about the stock market and cryptocurrency. These are two things that have been hit really hard in the last few days. Uh, stocks have declined significantly over the last few days. And crypto in particular has declined significantly. We're really going to focus on uh, a, a crypto that I had never heard of. It's called Terra USD, USD, uh, Terra USD, um, which is considered one of a more stable currencies or, or cryptocurrencies. That, that's how it kind of um, 
markets itself or uh, advertise itself as as a more stable uh, cryptocurrency and it's 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 desired is to kind of always be at that dollar value that one of their coins would equal one dollar and so that it has a and in some way could potentially in the long term replace the dollar as a as a currency for uh, americans but recently uh, as in the last few days uh, this cryptocurrency has declined to 23 cents. And so that is a significant decline, especially when it wants to be a cryptocurrency that is stable at $1. Uh, and so right now there's several different cryptocurrencies out there. Again, I don't uh, invest in cryptocurrency at all. I'm very much uh, green on this particular topic. I really don't understand exactly where cryptocurrency comes from and how it's defined as a hard currency. Uh, You can listen to other podcasts out there on those particular matters. Those things just go over my head a bit. Um, But crypto crypto companies have sought to convince Congress and the public that it is a safe place for investors to put money. However, as we have seen here with TerraUSD, which has been one that that's one of more stable cryptocurrencies has crumbled in a matter of days after swelling to $18 billion of investment. There's been $18 billion over the years that has been invested in Terra USD, but now that has has been impacted and crumbled just recently. Uh, one of the uh, investment companies that invested in this cryptocurrency is called F9 Research. They sold their coins... And Terra USD after its value dropped below one dollar to ninety nine point five cents. They believed that this, that since it was declining below a dollar, that it would continue to fall. And what was happening was is that uh, investors in Terra USD were were also that this currency had developed a bank called uh, Anchor Protocol. This was a crypto bank which was set up by TerraUSD to allow investors to deposit their coins with a 20% return. Basically, Anchor Protocol would loan the currency out to borrowers. And so if you bought your coins, you would take your coins, deposit it in Anchor Protocol, who was then loaning this currency out to borrowers, and then they were promising a 20% return on those who put their deposits in this crypto bank. Well, after uh, F9 Research and other investors saw the drop in value uh, below a dollar, they began to pull their coins from Anchor and started selling their coins on an exchange. This led to others withdrawing their coins as well. So Anchor went from $14 billion in deposits last year, I'm sorry, last week, to now going down to $2 billion. Joe Advent, an analyst at Barclays, said, Once people lose confidence, we've seen this before in money market funds and commercial paper, they will run for the exit. And what happened at Anchor was a run on the banks, kind of what you saw in the 20s during the Great Depression. People immediately and rapidly went to withdraw their deposits all at once. And so what ended up happening was as a rapid supply 
of TerraUSD crypto uh, coins were being placed on the exchange for sale, it caused a sharp decline in prices. As I said just a few moments ago, it went from being a stable cryptocurrency around a dollar to dropping to 23 cents in a matter of days. Another cryptocurrency called Coinbase fell Felt has fallen 75% since this, this has fallen 75% this year alone. And so, and it's kind of been a discussion amongst those in the kind of cryptocurrency world the decline in the value of the coins that they invested is needed. So, a lot's been just going on in the crypto world, a lot of uh, decline in value in these coins, which was, which has kind of been seen as a little bit of a, a fad. Uh, some were arguing that crypto could take over and be the d- dominant currency uh, in the U.S. and around the world. Others saw it just as a kind of a, a bubble, kind of like we saw with the uh, tech bubble in the early 2000s, that it was just going to come and then be popular and then burst and then kind of be forgotten. But not just in crypto has there been a decline in value, but also in uh, even more traditional stocks as well. As Fed Chairman, who Fed Chairman Jerome uh, Powell, who was just confirmed to a new four-year term by the Senate uh, just uh, yesterday, an 80 to 19 vote, his job is becoming very pronounced and, and emphasized just recently because the Federal Reserve has been increasing uh, the interest rates, which that has been one of the reasons why we've seen such a decline in the stock market, which has had six consecutive sessions of decline on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Forecasters believe in the next 12 months that inflation will continue to go down from its about 8% rate to 4% rate at in, in 12 months. The goal is for inflation to be around 2% annual. That is the Fed's goal is that they could get inflation down to 2%. So by even in 12 months, they're not going to be happy with 4% and they're going to continue incre- increase interest rates, which has had this effect on the stock market. There's a fear amongst investors that a decline in economic growth due to the central banks raising interest rates to battle inflation. And this fear is causing investors to pull their money from their investments. The markets and investors have grown accustomed to loose monetary policy, or better put, cheap debt. They can make higher risks. They can risk in, in in other investments because debt is cheap. But when you increase interest rates, as they are doing now, that debt becomes more expensive. SoftBanks, which is a Japanese high-tech investment uh, firm, uh, lost $13.2 billion in the last physical year due to um, the decline in the market and, and the increase in interest rates around the world. Masayoshi Sun, which is the CEO of SoftBank, said the world is in a chaotic situation. He was citing COVID-19 and Russia's invasion of, U- of Ukraine. Rising interest rates and other global concerns have caused investors to flee unprofitable companies with lofty valuation, causing pains uh, along with what we see with SoftBank. Basically, uh, SoftBank, which is this high-tech uh, investment firm, they invest in high-tech companies, which has been kind of the, the, the – because interest rates were so low, you're seeing these tech companies coming out of, of Silicon Valley especially that have very little 
they're not really profitable, but they have these high valuations. And so companies are investing in these in these companies and thinking that they could, uh, even though they may not be able to, to, to be profitable, they will become popular with 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 customers using their services, using their products, and then be able to sell that company at a high valuation. The issues with COVID-19 and the war in Ukraine are not the only factors causing trouble on Wall Street. Uh, another issue is China, uh, which kind of goes along with their COVID-19 policy, which they have a no-COVID policy. So they are continuing very strict lockdowns even to today. These lockdowns are aimed at, at basically getting rid of COVID-19, which is causing a lot of economic downturn in the second largest economy. Apple Incorporated and General Electric Company warned investors about production and delivery problems stemming from China's troubles, as well as dwindling sales due to their these two major companies and their manufacturing that happens in China. Car sales in China have also been hurt due to their COVID-19 policies. BMW, Volkswagen, Tesla have all kind of been affected by China's economic uh Struggles and of late, Tesla only sold fifteen hundred cars in April. They sold sixty-five thousand Teslas in March. So that's a massive difference in economic uh, profits by companies like Tesla and BMW and Volkswagen because of China's decisions with COVID. And so these continue outside problems. These factors are causing economic issues. It's causing inflation issues. It's causing stock market issues. And because one of the things is, the, is again, the Fed's response to inflation is to increase interest rates, which causes debt to be more expensive, which, which is affecting the stock market. And over the years, inflation has rapidly increased due to global conflicts of similar kind. We can go back to 1951 with the Korean War. The Trump, uh, the Truman administration warned that pulling men and materials and plants away from existing peacetime uses would cause inflation to rise. And with the Korean War, inflation in the mid-1950s was Mid, I'm sorry, inflation in mid-1950 was 9.6%, but declined, declined to 1% by the end of 1952. So it almost took two years, actually a little over two years, for the, inf- the inflation rate to decline from 9.6% to 1% due to the Korean War. In the 1970s, in 1973, the Arab oil embargo caused inflation to rise to 12.3% in the United States in 1974. Inflation eventually declined to 5% by 1976, but global conflicts during the 70s caused inflation to remain high throughout the decades. It seems today that inflation may have peaked at 8.5% in March as it declined by 0.2% in April. Less container ships are waiting for transport in California ports. And other factors are causing increases in supply to meet demands, which is causing inflation to decline. But I think the one thing that we can kind of take away from just the events this week in the stock market and the cryptocurrency market is unstable is the key word. 
for the day and the and for for the day in the area of the economy. But I would say that while money was not part of creation's primal element, elements like birds, beasts, creeping things, money has in was anticipated in the cultural mandate in Genesis chapter 1. Adam was commanded by God to work and keep the garden. And by working and keeping the garden, he would obviously increase the value of the dirt. And the dirt can be traded, it can be stored, it can be monetized. In the garden before the fall, humanity would have actually been able to establish a marketplace without greed or envy or pride or robbery or corruption taking place. However, due to the fall, we are prone to put our security, our comfort, our hope in money, not in God. And as for the rich in this present age, and this is uh, you know, uh, Paul telling Timothy to encourage his church that Timothy is pastoring, to encourage those who are wealthy in the church and how they should look at money. Paul says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be halting, not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who, rich, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus sharing our treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Paul said clearly right here, there is uncertainty with riches. And when we are uncertain, there's, we're prone to then respond. And since it's uncertain, since it's unstable, let me make sure that I keep as much as I can so that I'm never in want. And so we're prone to be haughty, to set our hopes on this, this means to an end. And when unstability happens, when uncertainty happens... What will we trust in? God is what provides us with everything to enjoy, not money. So how can we do good? How can we be rich in good works? Even in times of unstability, we're still called to be generous, to share. Even in times of economic decline. As people... We tend to put our hope and comfort and security in money. And when we do that, we do evil things to secure money for ourselves and for our family. Thankfully, we can be encouraged. We can be strengthened. We can be secure. And praise God, even in times of economic decline, because we have a Savior. We have a Lord, Christ Jesus, who put sin to death, who rose from the grave. His kingdom is defined by victory, stability, and everlasting. If you're in Christ, your future is secure in him, not in money. So regardless if you have a ton of money invested in cryptocurrency right now and you're like seeing it decline significantly, you know that your hope and security is not in the value of your cryptocurrency or in your stock profile. Instead, your security is in Christ Jesus, whose kingdom will never end, who is stable in every way, who has victory over sin and death. So let's not put our future security in how much money we have or what our stock profile is doing. 
fascinating enough, when we think about Christ's kingdom, we think about what it what defines it, what in ways that it's being being described, in even even in God's word. We look to Isaiah chapter sixty. I love this 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 chapter of scripture because it it reminds us of what's to come and what will define the kingdom of God. The prophet Isaiah says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you. His glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the, on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. It says later that, uh, the ships of Tarshish will come. They will bring their children from afar. Their silver and gold with them. For the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel because He has made you beautiful. It talks more and more about kings and the nations and the wealth of the nations shall come. Silver and gold will come with them. And, and the precious metals of the world will come to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. And we, we get this promise that we can think, even when it comes to wealth and the material things of the world, they're already placed in the kingdom to come. That's something that has to be worked for. That's something that has to be slaved for or toiled for or stolen for. Instead, these things are already given. They're already coming into the kingdom. But in the meantime, we still live in a fallen world. By this fact, there is a time for everything, as the philosopher says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. For everything, there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck out what is pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to loose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. A time of economic prosperity, a time of economic downturn, a time of raising stocks, a time of declining stocks, Outside factors, outside variables, outside things from your control are constantly changing that leads to rising and falling markets. I mean, years ago, we had cheap gas prices. Now, because of a war, when the Russians invaded Ukraine, now gas prices are at their highest level in years. Our hope and security and comfort can be placed 
cannot be placed in the unstableness of markets, but rather in the loving arms of Christ Jesus, who conquered the grave, sits at the right hand of the Father on high, and he is establishing his eternal kingdom. We can't put our hope in things that are unstable. We can't put our comfort in things that are unstable. We can't put our security in things that are unstable, our future in things that are unstable. We can't put our children's future in things that are unstable. We have to put our trust, our comfort, our security in the eternal, stable, and victorious arms of Christ. I love coming back to, even in times when we talk about the economy, we talk about uh, money, I always like to come back to Revelation 21, which gives us this this vision of our future. Those who are in Christ Jesus have this future. Then coming came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the, in the, uh, spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the high holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance, like the most rare jewel, like a Jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and the gates of 12 angels. And on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes of sons of Israel were inscribed on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the 12 names, the 12 apostles of the lamb. And he once one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and its walls. The city lays lies four square, its length the name, same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper, with the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundation of the wall of the city was adorned with every kind of jewel, the first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, and onyx, and carnelian, and onward and onward. Twelve gates with twelve pearls. Each of the gates made of the single pearl in the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. That's the kingdom that awaits us that are in Christ. And nothing can conquer that kingdom. Nothing can knock down its gates. It even says in Isaiah chapter 60 that the gates will always be open day and night because God declares that it's secure. That awaits us. That is what gives us hope. That's what gives us comfort. That's what gives us joy. I just want to encourage you with this matter. As, As the news is not well, as you're... 401ks or maybe not doing well your stock options not doing well put your hope in Christ put your hope in the stable arms of Christ and be full of joy and praise the Lord even during this time be encouraged church be encouraged uh, for those who are, are, are concerned about your um, about your finances be 
encouraged by who you are in Christ and what Christ has done for you and what Christ is establishing even now. So this has been uh, a, new, a pastor in his newspaper, and I hope you are encouraged today. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your pools if you have one, or enjoy whatever you're doing this weekend. And we will be back next week as we look at the news with the Bible in our hands. Have a wonderful week.